church, right, in the convict church there. Uh, and he said uh, that the warden, they never let it happen, but the warden allowed all, all the church members to gather. They had like a little hallway with windows and stuff. Uh, and so they let all the church members stand on, on the other side of the windows watching him as he's leaving the gates, you know, and they're all crying because, uh, you know, uh, they're all saying, you know, you, uh, you said you'd leave and now you're leaving, you know, and, and so they got to see his faith in operation after all those years. Uh, and, of course, his mom met him outside the door there, and so it's just a great testimony. Uh, uh, and so, uh, and, and if you just talk, you wouldn't know that he spent 10 years in prison, right? Some people, it changes who they are because and, and it, it's a hard, you know, he, uh, there's a lot of fear of death, right? They'll murder you and stab you. And a lot of his friends were murdered uh, there in jail, in prison there with him. Uh, and so, uh, but it's not changed him, amen? The Lord Jesus changed him. Uh, and so, so we put that, it's a small book there. In fact, uh, do we have any? Uh, I think we got some, yeah, if you want a copy of it, we got some on the back table there, uh, book, book table there. And uh, you can just have a copy of that. Uh, it's just a great testimony there. And so we'll put that in the, in the, the bag as well. Uh, and uh, uh, so on December the 15th, that's a Friday at 6 p.m., uh, we will have uh, the, the assembly line here. So if you can come and help, the more hands we have, uh, the faster it goes. But it still took an hour or two to do them, uh, yeah, 240 bags there. And so, uh, and then we take them over to the, if we can get our background check done in time to get over there, uh, maybe they'll let us go in and, and deliver them. Uh, and so Chris and I went to, you have to go to training to be volunteers at the jail here. And the, the retired police chief, uh, I saw him, he said, he said, uh, how do you think your background check's going to turn out? I said, I said, mostly okay, you know. And so, <laughs> and so we've had people, you know, because uh, 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 my daughter runs some rental properties, and uh, people have come over there and say, oh, you won't find anything on my background check. And they do it, it's like 17 felonies, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, besides that, you won't find anything else besides those 17 felonies, right? Uh, and so, uh, but um, uh, anyway, so they probably will see me that I'm in the system because uh, at the other jail that I, I did some work with, uh, I wasn't a client. I, I was uh, in the jail ministry. They're helping folks out there. So you had to get fingerprinted and background checked, all that stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, so that'll be December the 15th at 6 o'clock here at the church on a Friday. And then that same Sunday, uh, we always have a get-together once a year as a church at Christmas time and do uh, uh do we have a white elephant Christmas, you know, with a little game where you bring a gift and then you put it in the middle and then uh, somebody can, can take a gift from the middle or go steal your gift, right? And so you, we get to see how Christian you really are. Uh, and so, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, so that'll be December the 15th. We'll do that uh, after, um, we do it at the church, right? After the morning service, after the morning service. Are we having a meal that day? Uh, we're going to, so we're going to have the, Okay, like snack foods and then a $5 gift. Uh, and, uh, and again, if you forget to get a gift, come. We always have plenty of extra gifts there. And mostly it's just fun to see, you know, how people react, right? Because uh, Miss Sue, uh, she's gone home to be the Lord now, but she was a widow. And I, I stole something from her. And she said, I can't believe you stole a gift from the widow. And I said, well, you know, the Bible always puts widows and orphans together. And I'm an orphan and you're a widow. So I think it's kind of, you know, evens out there, right? And so... Um, so uh, that'll be on December the 15th uh, after uh, a little snack meal after the service there. So, uh, And then, uh, of course, Miss Page has got a birthday today or yesterday. And then Miss Sanders got a birthday tomorrow. Uh, and so, uh, 
All right. Uh, any other announcements? We're good? Right, right. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. We're doing the gift bag uh, thing, assembly on Friday, and then the, the, uh, uh, the exchanging of gifts is on the Sunday, the 17th. Yeah. 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 And so, all right. So, uh, 6 o'clock. So we'll be here at 6 o'clock. We'll have the table set up and all the supplies uh, set out. And um, like I said, if you can come, uh, the more we had, I don't know, a bunch of people come last year. And so the more we have, the faster it gets done, right? Uh, and so, but um, all right. Uh, let's see, I, I wanted to read a scripture today. So today's scripture reading is out of Jeremiah. And this is the, uh, a, uh, it's one of those verses that are just really common to hear about. But it's just a good verse to meditate on because, first of all, it's in the Old Covenant, right? A lot of people's mentality of God in the Old Covenant was, you know, Old Covenant, uh, he's the God with a two-by-four ready to whop you upside the head, but then he's the nice God in the New Covenant. Well, the, he, he's the same God, amen? Uh, and the only difference is uh, the, the, the status of humanity, amen? The Old Covenant, they were un, unsaved and uh, doing the best they could under the law, in the New Covenant, we get to be saved, have the Spirit of God in the inside of us, so the Lord's able to relate to us in a different way, Old Testament versus New Testament. And so, uh, but this is still Old Covenant, right? So this is in the book of Jeremiah, uh, in verse uh, chapter 29, it, it says in verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So if you know, you know, Lord, Lord what do you think about me? Well, it, it tells you right there what he thinks about you, his thoughts of peace and not of evil. And I've got, uh, I always put in my, my little app here, different translations that, that are helpful there. Uh, one translation says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. Uh, I like that particular translation because a lot of, you ever heard people say, well, you know, a telephone pole dropped on me or I had an accident and, you know, the Lord did that to help me out. Well, that would mean that he has plans for disaster for you. It says he does not have plans to, for disaster for you. So if those things happen, is it the Lord? It's never the Lord, right? The Lord's not causing you to wrap your car around a telephone pole or to cause you to have sickness and disease. He said, I have plans for peace for you. That's my, when I think of you, my desire is for you to have peace. When I think of you, my desire is for you to have a future filled with hope. That's what, isn't that what it says? You know, I didn't write it. That's what he says. Amen. Uh, one translation says, I say this because I know what I am planning for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. One says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you, a, give you hope and a future. And the last one uh, here says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. Uh, and so if you want to meditate, Lord, what do you think about me? You read uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Uh, he, he has good thoughts about you. You know, it's not like, oh, that's not what he thinks of you. That's not what he thinks. That, that's what other people think of you sometimes, right? When they when mention your name, it's like, oh, yeah, that rascal. That's not what the Lord thinks about you, amen? He, he desires you to have a, a future and a hope, amen? Uh, and so uh, that means that uh, he actually likes you, you know? He, does, he loves you, right? It's not just he tolerates you and puts up with your, all your shortcomings, uh, he loves you and desires for you to have a, a future filled with hope. Amen? Uh, is that what the Word of God says? It's what the Word of God says. So, what, so we are required to believe that. Amen? 
Uh, we, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's not my problem. That's what it says. Amen. If that's what it says, that's exactly what I choose to believe. Amen. Uh, so praise God. Well, let's stand and greet each other for just a minute. and We'll get into praise and worship. Well, you know, uh, you, you may or may not know uh, that song, that Amazing Grace song. You know, it was written by a fella that he grew up as a Christian in a Christian home and even was trained uh, to go into the ministry. Uh, and then, um, uh, as men are often do, they backslide and walk away from the Lord and, uh, for whatever reason, right? Uh, and so uh, he got involved in the slave trade. This is back in, you know, the time when the slave trade was, was uh, at its height around the world. And for many years, he was on a ship, you know, and involved in, in uh, capturing uh, human beings, mostly people from Africa, uh, and selling them as, as cattle, right? Terrible stuff. Uh, and, um, but then he, he accepted the Lord somewhere along the way. And that's why he calls it amazing grace, you know, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He knew how terrible of a person he was prior to accepting the Lord. But he, but he accepted that, amen? Uh, and, you know, it's a person of great faith that is willing to do that because a lot of times people of weak faith will say, well, I, I should suffer for my sins uh, and pay the penalty for the, the wrongs that I've done. Uh, and the problem with that mentality is, first of all, you're never going to catch up. Right. Amen. No matter how much you suffer, you'll not suffer enough to pay for your sins. Amen. And there was one person who suffered a great deal for your sins. Uh, and a person of faith would look at that situation and realize that the price that Jesus paid was so much greater than the price you could ever pay. Uh, and then uh, by faith, you would accept the price that he paid on your behalf. Uh, and that's why it's grace, right? It's amazing grace that he would choose to do that for you, amen? Uh, and although he was a wretch that saved him, he's no longer a wretch, amen? And that fellow spent the rest of his life as a minister, but also uh, preaching against the slave trade and against, you know, that uh, that should even occur. Uh, and so uh, he probably was not nearly as popular in some circles after he got saved than before he got saved. Uh, but he lived with that all of his life, knowing that he had done that to these people. Uh, and yet he still accepted the Lord. Amen. Uh, you know, the, the grace of God is available for everybody. Amen. Uh, and sometimes we as human beings, we would pick and choose like, well, yeah, you can get saved, but you, there's no way I'd ever save you. Right. I'm thankful that you're not on the committee. Amen. On the saving committee. Amen. Uh, because there'd be some people who would vote against me. Right. Uh, well, I got, I only got 30% of the vote. Right. <laughs> you know, you get hundred percent of the vote if you ask the Lord, you know, but if you ask people that you'd be like, mm, no, not you. Right. Uh, and so are we thankful that, that there's no saving committee, amen, that to, to, to judge your life and to decide that you're worthy. Because the, the price that Jesus paid is much greater than uh, we can ever imagine, amen. Uh, I don't know that we will ever really appreciate the price that Jesus paid as the perfect and holy Lamb of God, uh, that uh, how valuable that price was until we arrive in heaven, amen. Uh, and so let's open up our Bibles to the book of uh, uh, First uh, Peter here, uh, and we'll get started. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, we're going to start with our, our, this is our kind of a foundation verse. So we, we started teaching on um, the, the judgment of the Lord. Amen. Super exciting uh, topic there. But it just, the Lord really impressed me that he wants to, um, uh, he wants me to teach on this. And so this is not an easy topic to teach on because it's a big topic. I mean, you could teach on this for, for months and months, and I don't sense that we need to go into that much detail. Sometimes we'll get our backhoe out, you know, and really dig deep and find out a lot of things about it. 
but um, the Lord really wanted to emphasize three main topics of, of this, uh, this teaching. One is how he judged in the Old Covenant, uh, and then the second one is how he's going to judge us at the end of time, and then in the middle is how does he judge us while we're here on this earth, amen? Uh, and that's kind of the one that's most important to us, right? Because, I mean, uh, you know, the future, uh, anybody uh, think about the future every day? Well, I mean, some people probably are, but most people are living day to day as best they can. Uh, so we need, to, we, we need to know, how does the Lord deal with us while we're on the earth, right? When we, when we fail the Lord, how does he deal with us while we're on the earth? And, and there's a lot of things I, I hear, uh, and, and it's just, you know, it's like, where'd you get that from, right? I remember uh, I was in one particular church. They were having a revival. And uh, my observation was I don't think they were successful because I didn't feel very, very revived, you know. But anyway, so uh, the, fer- the fellow got up and said, you know, you don't go to hell because uh, you don't go to church. Thought, well, that's technically true, right? I mean, you, can you go to heaven and never step a day in a church? Sure you can, right? Uh, in fact, I was listening to somebody else the other day, uh, and they, they said, salvation comes from the church. And I thought, have you not ever read the Bible? I mean, you know, uh, does that mean, that, I mean, that's what they thought. They thought you had to go to the church, and that's the only way you can get saved. And yet, uh, there's not a single verse in the Bible that says you've got to go to a building in order to get saved, right? I mean, Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace are you what? Saved through what? Faith, right? And that not of yourself. So, so what's required to get saved? Faith, right? Not the, it doesn't come from the church. It comes from faith, right? Faith in the, in the Lord and faith in what the Word says, Amen. Uh, and so, but people say stuff like that casually, like, well, yeah, salvation comes from the church. You know, and it's like, you know, you wish you had like a big red buzzer, just <clears throat> wrong answer, right? Try it again. Uh, and of course, they wouldn't hear it because they're on, on, online there. But, uh, and so, uh, but there's, there's, uh, there's just a lot of, a, a lot of misconception uh, about, uh, about judgment and what the Lord does. And so, anyway, so um, uh, we want to find out what the word says, Amen. Uh, oh, back to our revival, right? And so we didn't finish our story of the revival. So the fellow got up and says, you don't go to hell because you don't go to church. And I thought, well, you know, that's good. He says, you go to hell because you don't love Jesus enough to go to church. Oh, where'd you get that from? You know, I raised my hand, they didn't ever call me, right? So, you, know, you know, I got a question. Where'd you get that from? You got book, chapter, and verse four. If you don't love Jesus enough to go to church, you're going to die and go to hell. I mean, is, is there any Bible verse that says anything even like that at all anywhere? Well, there's none, right? And so... Who cares what we believe, right? What matters is what the Word says, amen? Because if what you believe isn't found in the Word, then it's not even true. Uh, and th- there's a lot of philosophy that we hear from the church that's not even so at all, right? If you don't come to church, you're going to die and go to hell. No. Now, are you going to miss out? You're going to miss out on a lot. You don't go to church, you're going to miss out on a lot because the primary way that the Lord intended for the church to be perfected, right, uh, to grow up in the things of God is through the church, Amen. So I can, I can tell you this, you will never be perfected if you don't go to church, right? You'll never grow up in the Lord because he says in Ephesians 4.11 that he gave the, the fivefold ministry gift, including the pastor, for the perfecting of the saints. So if you, if, if you don't have a pastor, you will never be perfected, Amen. period. I mean, you will never be. Now, you, well, I know the word. That's fine. You can, you can read the word. But the, Lord's, the Lord gives you revelation about the word, and you will not get that revelation outside of his structure. Amen. You will get some revelation, no doubt. All of us can get revelation. We have the Spirit of God in us. But He will not give you all the revelation you need in your life unless you go through His process, right? You go follow His plan. And, and Now, you'll still go to heaven, but you'll go to heaven without any revelation. Uh, and, and so, you know, some people do, amen? And we've we'll, we got to talk about some of those things as we go along here. And so, I would go to church, amen? 
Now, how, how was saying go to church before I was a pastor? You know, I was a, pa I was a church member for many years before I was a pastor, right? And, and you know how often I went to church? Every time the doors were open, amen? It wasn't, I didn't just decide, you know, some people, they become pastors after being a, a, um, a kind of a failure as a sheep, right? And, and, um, and so it's like, uh, I remember one fellow, he wasn't a pastor, but uh, he did attend our church for a while, and every time we had something to do at church, he was never there, like never, like I never saw him ever at the church. And then he left the church, you know, I don't know why, but he left our church, and went, it wasn't, I wasn't a pastor, but it was my, with my pastor, and, and he got, he got a, a role, a position at another church. He was the, the armor bearer of the pastor, right? And, and I love that because it's not, there's no Bible that says you, there's a position called armor bearer, right? I mean, there were people in the old covenant armor bearers, but, but what, what did Paul say uh, about the armor in the new covenant? Put on the whole armor of God. So if I got the whole armor of God on me, then what's your job? I mean, I'm wearing it. And you're the armor bearer, but I've, I've got it on. So what's your job? It's a made-up made thing to, to, to play on your emotions, right? Oh, you're, you're the armor bearer of the pastor. That's awesome. What do you do? Absolutely nothing. That's amazing, right? That's an awesome job, right? Uh, uh, and so well, we play church so often, it's amazing, right? We say things, it's like, well, where, where'd you get that from? I mean, there's a lot of positions in the New Testament, right? Elder, deacon, bishop, right? Uh, overseer, pastor, apostle, uh, you know, there's a teacher, there's a lot of uh, positions. Armor bearer is not one of them, amen? Why don't we just stick with, the, with what the Bible calls us, right? Deacons, you know, there's a deacons in the church, amen? Uh, and so, anyway, none of my business. You want to you you make up uh, names? Because some people, it's really important, you know, what their title is in the church. You know the most important title you can have in the church? Servant, right? That's the highest rank that you can be in the church as servant of the most high God. Amen. Uh, and so are we all servants? We're all servants. Amen. Uh, and so he said, yeah, you can't, you can't get saved because you don't love Jesus enough to go to church. Now, and, and I'm just like, oh, you know, what? Uh, and everybody's like, oh yeah, that, that's so good. You know, preach it brother. Uh, and because they're all in church, right? Uh, and so they're judging all the other people who don't love the Lord enough to come to church. Amen. Uh, and so uh, now a lot of people, I know they, they watch church online and, and you know, uh, we, we, we uh, stream our services online. Uh, can you get everything you, that you need from uh, watching a screen? No. Because remember what Paul said. Remember he wrote a book to the, to the Romans in Romans chapter 1. Uh, and, and so the book of Romans was, was the streaming of Paul's time, right? So he wrote a book to them. It's really, really slow streaming, right? Because it had to go from wherever he was at to, to, the, to the city of Rome. And he said, I long to see you that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift. He couldn't impart the spiritual gifts into the people unless he could be in their presence. There's some things you will never get outside the presence of, of the church of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You, you go to heaven. I mean, you know, it is not a judgment of your eternal destiny, but it is, it is a measure of the success that you live on this earth. Amen. How well that you live on this earth. Amen. So it's not to beat people up. You should, don't you desire to be better? Uh, I mean, well, then, then, then follow the plan of Jesus to get to become the best person you can be. Amen. The, the most like him that you can be. And, and one of those ways, not the only way, but one of those ways is to go to church. Amen. Uh, and so we're not beating anybody up. Well, I, you know, I can't go. To, you know, it's, what, that's between you and the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm not going to keep roll 
And we don't have, do we have Sunday school pins here? We don't have Sunday school pins here, right? Some churches, they, they track you, right? For decades, right? I've got a 26 year Sunday school pin. That's amazing, right? Uh, and, and so uh, we don't have pins, amen? Uh, and so, uh, so here in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says uh, in verse 17, for the time has come that judges, judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin with at us, so he's talking about us, right? The, the Christian church, right? The, the Christians in the church. If it first begins with us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? So the Lord is going to judge the, judge the church, right? And he does judge us. Uh, and we're going to find out what that actually means, how does that apply to our lives uh, as we go along in the church. Because this is not intended to be a, a beat you up message, right? This is an, intended to teach you and instruct you. What does the Lord expect of you? Amen. And if you know what he expects of you, then, then just do it, right? Because, uh, you know, some people though it's like, well, how far can I go before I'm dead? Why is that your goal? You know, some people it's like, how far can I go before the Lord will strike me dead? Is that really your goal? I mean, now some people it is, amen? I remember I, I went to, I worked at summer camp with a fellow when I was in college. And, I, and we got to be, you know, fairly good friends uh, throughout the summer. And I said, you know, I, I said, and I, I, I was trying to be nice. You know, I said, you always seem to want to find the edge of sin and just live right on the edge. You know, how far can you go right up to the edge of sin, but not actually committing sin. Of course, you know, from the Lord's perspective, it's, it's all sin, right? If that's your goal. But it's always like he wants to go as far as he can without actually backsliding. Well, why is that a goal? Why, why won't your goal be is how close can you get to be looking just like the Lord Jesus? That should be our goal, amen? I want to look like the Lord Jesus. I want to sound like the Lord Jesus. I want to act like the Lord Jesus. Because the greatest blessings that you'll experience in this life is to look the most like the Lord Jesus. People think, I've got to give up so much. You gained everything by looking like the Lord Jesus. You gained perfectly, perfect body health, perfect soundness of mind, perfect prosperity in your life, perfect, perfect peace of your heart. Amen? Who, uh, people spend millions of dollars trying to attain those things outside of God and will never get there. You can get it by just going to church. Amen? And, and doing what the Word says. For free. Amen? No, no charge at all. Amen? If you want to give a billion dollars, that's fine, right? Uh, I can tell you how to write that number. It's, it's one and nine zeros, right? Uh, and so, uh, but, the, but what, what price would people pay to know this? Now, see, they don't, they don't want to submit to the Lord. They want to do it on their own. They want to, become, they want to remain as their own God. Uh, and, and, you know, they'll, they'll arrive at, at the throne of Jesus at some point in time, and he'd be just like, you know, just, they think they, they, they've done all these great things, and the Lord's like, I never knew you. Anyway, what, who, who's, what's his name again? I don't know his name, right? I'm sure he knows his name, but, but he'll, he'll say, I never knew you. Amen? Uh, and so that'll be tough. Uh, so so there, is, there is judgment, uh, and so we, we should try to avoid that. Amen? Uh, what's the rules and regulations? Let's avoid that. But, but before we get there, uh, we, we talked about the Old Covenant. And remember the Old Covenant, I just want to remind you about one thing. You know, we, we just picked one example, right? We didn't pick all the examples. One example was the law of adultery, right? What was the law of adultery? If you committed adultery in the Old Covenant, what was the law? What, were you supposed to, what was supposed to happen to you? Get stoned. But who, who gets stoned? Both people. How many people does it take to commit adultery? Two people, right? There's nobody ever committed adultery with one person. Actually, Jesus said, if you do it in your, in your heart, you're committing adultery, right? So you can technically, in the New Testament, but the Old Covenant was... was you had to be caught in the act, right? Uh, and so, so the, from a legal standpoint in the Old Covenant, uh, was everybody ever caught in adultery? Were they all stoned, every single one of them? Who's the best example we know that it didn't happen to? 
uh, what's that? Well, the woman of Elf, the old covenant was, was King David, right? Uh, and so did David commit adultery? He did, right? Was he stoned? Was Bathsheba stoned? No, so the Lord always reserved mercy as an option. Even though the law said this had to happen, the Lord said, I, but I can choose to, I can override any law with mercy. Because mercy, the, the, the new covenant, right, says that mercy smiles in the face of judgment, right? I love that translation, it's Philip's translation. Mercy smiles in the face of judgment. Now, and so the Lord's always reserved mercy as an option. Amen? Now, if he chose not to give mercy, then stone, uh, stoning begins. Amen? But he may say, you know, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, today, uh, just uh, mercy is, is a sovereign act of God, right? He just chooses to have mercy. Amen? You can't earn mercy, uh, but uh, he can choose to grant mercy if he, if he decided to do that. So even in the Old Covenant, judgment was not always absolute. Amen? Uh, but people act like it was, but it wasn't. Amen? Uh, and the Lord showed us by example many times that that's the case. I mean, if you look at the, the bloodline of Jesus, there's all kinds of adultery, fornication, all kinds of terrible stealing, lying, cheating. Uh, and they all somehow made it alive long enough to get the Lord Jesus into the earth. Uh, and so that was the old covenant. So let, let's, uh, let's turn back to uh, Matthew chapter uh, 25 here. So let's, let's look at a little bit about what happens at the end of time. Amen. So this is when, when the Lord Jesus is winding things up. Uh, everybody uh, gets to stand before the Lord Jesus. And, and the thing about it is everybody will. Every human being will stand before the Lord Jesus. Amen. Those in the church, those outside the church. So let's talk about those outside the church first, those who have never accepted the Lord Jesus. Uh, and so uh, here he says, Jesus is teaching this in uh, Matthew chapter 25. He, he says in verse 31, And when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then uh, shall he sit on the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. You know, I'm left-handed, so I'm, I'm feeling a little bad about that. But, um, uh, and so, but that's okay, right? It's, if you're left-handed, it doesn't make you automatically a goat. Uh, and so, then shall a king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed are my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. And I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came unto me. So are those all good things to do? Those are all wonderful things to do. Amen. Um, we do some of these things, right? We, we don't necessarily do all of these things. But I mean, if you go through the, th the list there, we probably have done all of these things over time, right? I mean, part of why we gave away all those clothes next door is because you know, we want to be a blessing to those outside the church. Amen. And so now, of course, the king was not outside the church, right? He's actually part of the church. So it's okay to bless those in the church. Amen. And my priority really is to always always emphasize the people in the church first before we help the people outside the church. Amen. Uh, and so, because it was the king, was he in the church or out of the church? He was in the church. Amen. Uh, and so, then the righteous, uh, then shall a righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? Uh, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick and in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer him, Answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So Jesus was saying, you know, if you, if you help somebody who's just down and out, right? But it's still, he's talking about my, he said, uh, that you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren. Amen? So he's talking about those in the church. Amen? So is it okay to help those in the church? 
It is. And, and, and again, I believe from the Word of God, we should emphasize the helping of the people in the church more so than the people out of the church. We have a lot of people that ask us for financial help out, out of the church. And I tell them a lot of times, man, if, if you come to church, I said, everything we have in this church belongs to the people in the church. Amen. And we've helped a lot of people in the church, right? Financially and with food and, and just clothes and, and just stuff sometimes, right? They move or, you know, something happens. And, and we've provided lots of things for people in the church. Amen. Uh, and, and now if they're outside the church, it's 50-50, right? There's not really exactly that percentage, whatever the Lord says. Sometimes they come in, get help. Sometimes they leave without any help. Uh, well, don't you feel bad about that? If the Lord says don't help them, I don't help them. Well, why not? I'm not, I'm not the judge, right? He, if he, now, but if you're in the church, I'm just, I feel compelled to help you if I can. Now, if you're a crook and a liar and a thief in the church, which does happen, right? But I've not really had to deal with that in the church, and so uh, it, it's okay, amen? And so he said, if you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me, amen? Uh, and so, so it's always good to help if we can. Uh, and, and then he said, then shall he also say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And notice that the, that the lake of fire that Jesus is talking about here was never prepared for humanity. It was prepared for the rebellious devil and his angels, right? Uh, and yet humanity, because we also yield to the same rebellion that the devil did, uh, we will, uh, we not, we as in me personally, but humanity will also end up in the lake of fire if they choose to follow the path of the devil in his rebellion. Uh, and so uh, it was not prepared for humanity. He said, uh, 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 for I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? And now, see, uh, see, a lot of people, uh, uh, they're, they're very um, much a respecter of persons. If you look like somebody important, man will help you. If you look like you're not very important, we'll walk right by you, right? Because see, uh, all, all these people look like they're down and out. Well, we don't help people that are down and out, right? We only help people that can get us, you know, they can help us in return, amen? Uh, and so uh, when, when, did we do, when did we not do these, Lord? And he shall answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, and as much as you did it not to, the least, not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And they shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting into life eternal. Amen? Now, I remember uh, hearing somebody talk about this uh, message, this exact message right here, more than 40 years ago, and they said the only difference between the sheep and the goats is what they did and didn't do. And so they're trying to tell you that you've got to do these things in order to what? To be a sheep, right? And if you don't do these things, then you're a goat. And it always bothered me, right? Because like, you know, where else in the Word of God does it say that your works get you to heaven? nowhere else, right? For by grace are you what? Saved through what? Through your good works? No, through faith. Amen. So how does that line up with this? How does it line up with, 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 and so, you know, I never, I never believed that, right? But I didn't really have an answer for it until just years later studying that. Uh, what the, we go back up to verse 32 and it says, and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. So the question is, were they separated after he looked at what they did or before he looked at what they did? They were separated before he looked at what they did, right? They were already sheep and goats prior to him looking at what they did. Amen? So they were a goat before they ever did, before they were ever judged for a single thing they did. Amen? 
they, so, so who's the goat? Somebody who's never accepted the Lord. Amen. Well, who's the sheep? Those who have accepted the Lord, right? We are now the sheep of his pasture if we accept the Lord. So, and that's, that's the obvious, simple reading of the word, right? They were sheep and goats prior to the Lord evaluating what they did. Uh, and so the, uh, the Lord evaluating what they did did not establish whether they were sheep or a goat. They were already sheep or a goat because of their acceptance or not acceptance of the Lord. Uh, and then, uh, and so, so why does he do this? What would we find out? Uh, uh, for whatever reason, uh, and, and this is the part that, that uh, uh, is sometimes hard to understand because it doesn't really give us a lot of details, but uh, for both the sheep and the goats, right, he looked at what they did. And we're going to look at and see more details later on about, uh, about this in, in some, other, uh, some other scriptures here. Uh, but uh, as far as what they did, that did not determine whether they were going to heaven or not. But it did determine what kind of punishment or rewards they would receive. Amen? You know, in a normal, in a normal, um, in a normal court setting, what you usually find is there's two types of hearings. The first hearing is to determine whether you're guilty or not. Amen? And so they look at all, all the evidence, and they said, well, the evidence is clear, uh, you're innocent, you're free to go. Uh, but then sometimes they look at all the evidence, and they said, okay, you're guilty. Now, come back in two months, and now we're going to have a second hearing for your sentencing to find out what the punishment is for your guilt. You, we've already decided you're guilty, but now we've got to decide the punishment. And that's really what the Lord does with, with all of humanity, both, both the church and those outside the church, uh, is, okay, you're guilty, you're not guilty of accepting the Lord Jesus. Now uh, let's determine the punishment for that guilt, right? Now, if you're not accepting the Lord Jesus, the punishment is eternal damnation, but he still looks at what you did, right? And it seems to imply that, that there might be more severe punishment I don't know if there's like different pockets of a lake of fire where it's like, okay, it's really, really hot there or it's really, really hot over there, right? I don't know if, it's, if he distinguishes that way, but it seems to imply that, there's, that there is different levels of punishment even for the lost. Now, uh, just to, to emphasize this a little bit more, turn over to John chapter 16 uh, because the church really loves the concept of, of making it to heaven by your good works or not by your good works. Uh, and we're going to find out that the Word of God is really clear that your works have nothing to do with your eternal destiny. It does have ev- everything to do with your eternal reward. Amen? As far as what you get or don't get once you make it to heaven. Uh, and, and again, let's find out what the Word of God says. Uh, and it should be pretty clear. Now, John chapter 16, uh, he starts out here in verse 7. Uh, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you or to your advantage for you that I go away. And I've always thought that is an amazing statement, right? So how many have ever thought, wouldn't it be great to have been with Jesus when he was on the earth? Anybody ever thought that? I thought, man, I would love to, I'd love to be there with Jesus on the earth, you know? He said, it's better for you that I go away. Well, that's where he is right now, right? So it's, we actually have it better than the people that he was talking to right here in the, in the book of John. Uh, and so we'll find out uh, here why. He said, for if I go not away, uh, for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter, well, who's the comforter? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Ghost. I will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. So that's, 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 he answers the question right there. Why? Well, because if he leaves, he sends the Holy Spirit. If he sends the Holy Spirit, we all get the Holy Spirit. Right now, nobody got the Holy Spirit except for Jesus. Amen? So he's the only one that's got it. So he wanted everybody to have it. But in order to do that, he has to finish his work, go to heaven, and he can send the, the, the Holy Spirit back for everybody that wants to receive him. And when he has come, he will reprove the, the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because of the works that they do. 
Is that what it says in verse 9? Of sin because they, they either fed him or clothed him or they didn't feed him or clothed him. Is that what it says? No, of sin because what? They believe not on me. Amen. So what's the only sin that determines whether you're a sheep or a goat? Believing in Jesus or not believing in Jesus, right? That's what determines whether or not you're a sheep or the goat. Uh, because uh, uh, you've either accepted him or you believed on him or you haven't believed on him, right? So then if, then if you think about all the people in, in hell, then you can make a statement that you know, sounds like heresy or, or controversy, but it's not. There are no murderers in hell. Is that a true statement? It's a true statement, right? There are no murderers in hell. There are no adulterers in hell. There are no uh, people who cheated on their taxes in hell. It's only people who didn't believe in Jesus in hell. Many of those are murderers. Many of those are adulterers, right? Many of those who committed other sins. But all of them ha have not accepted the Lord Jesus, right? Because they believe not on me. Not, and so that's the only requirement to get you in heaven and not get in heaven is to believing in Jesus, amen? And then later on, the things you do in this life, the Lord will review those things, and we're going to see in more details about how he does that, why he does that, to, to decide your reward or if you're in the church, your reward, and if you're not in a church, your punishment. Uh, and so, uh, and again, is, this, is that what Jesus says? Of sin, I'm going to reprove or judge or convict the world of sin because they believe not on me. Not because of what they did or didn't do, right? Now, later on, he talks about uh, of righteousness because I go to my Father uh, and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of the world is judged, right? So if we judge the prince of the world, then everybody gets the same level of judgment that he gets. Uh, and so, uh, but as far as the sin goes, uh, the issue of your eternal destiny is set by your accepting or not accepting the Lord Jesus. And if you get that settled in your heart, see, that, that makes a lot of other things easier because the flesh loves to go back of what you do. God loves you because of what you did or didn't do. Uh, and you can go to heaven based on what you did or didn't do. Well, that's great. But what if you're in a position where you can just do more than other people? What if you're super strong and healthy and you can just do more than other people? That seems kind of unfair, right? What if you're smarter than other people? I'm smart. I can do more than other things. What if you're more handy with your hands? Well, I can, I built a lot of things for people, right? Okay, well, I, I, you know, I don't even know how to use a hammer. Amen. Uh, which, end, which end do you use, right? Uh, and some people, they're really confused. You put them a hammer, it's like, I got nothing. I don't know what to do, right? Uh, and then other people, they can build, you know, an amazing thing with just a hammer, amen? Nothing else. Uh, and so uh, if it's based on your ability, then that seems kind of unjust because everybody comes out of the womb with different talents and abilities. Uh, and, and, and I'm okay with that because who, who made you that way? Well, the Lord made you that way. In the, but in the church, we oftentimes, if you're not exactly like me, then, you, then you're not nearly as spiritual as I am. We see that a lot of times, even in the ministry, right? Uh, you know, I, I tend to be a little technical, right? I like technical things, I like computers and, and doing things with... The, and a lot of times people are like, oh, you, you're just carnal. You know, you're just not carnal. Uh, but I came out of the room that way, right? And so you're telling me that, that God may be wrong? That, you know, and I understand people will say they came out of the room certain ways, but they didn't, right? Well, I came in the room, you know, liking the, liking this, the, the same sex or different things. No, you weren't made that way. You were all made in the image and likeness of God when you came into the earth. And, and so you came out of the room liking exactly who the Lord wants you to like. Now, you can choose to switch sides if you want to, and people do, but then, they, but then they, have to, they have to try to use a lie that I was made that way. That's not true. You were made to look and act just like God when you came into the earth. Amen. And, and so that means you, you would look and act just like the Word says, because the Word is just a reflection of who God is. Uh, and so, I don't buy all those, well, I was born that way. No, you weren't. You were born to look just like God. Amen? Uh, and so, so uh, 
and it's okay, amen? But in, even in that, the Lord has made us all different and unique, different talents and abilities, different things that we like, different things that we don't like. Just, and, and if we stay in the Lord, the Lord will use that to his advantage, amen? But sometimes we twist that and we do things that we ought not do, and, and then we have to get back into alignment with the Lord by following his plan and will uh, that's given to us in the word of God. Uh, and so, so, uh, so sin uh, of not believing in the Lord Jesus is the only thing that gets you into heaven or not into heaven. Is that simple? See, that's a simple gospel. Amen? If we have to tell people you've got you to say three Hail Marys or you've got to attend church for a certain number of years or you've got to feed, you know, you've got to go back to Matthew 25 and you could do all these things in order to get to heaven. Well, what if I don't know any, any, any uh, prisons to visit? I mean, today, if you want to go to the prison, you've got to go, go to four hours of training, got to get a uh, fingerprinted, background check. Well, what if there's no prisons in my neighborhood? I um, mean, you know, what if you live out on the mountain somewhere? There's no, sorry, there's no, oh, too bad, too bad for you, you know. Uh, uh, you should have found a prison somewhere. Uh, and so, what if, what, what if, I mean, I, in my whole life, you know, I'm 58 years old, I have yet to meet one naked person on the street to give them some clothes. Uh, too bad for you. I mean, you know, well, Lord, there was never an opportunity to, to clothe a naked person, right? I mean, you're going to take it legalistic. That's how legalistic you got to be, right? Uh, when, I, you know, you gave me clothes when I was naked. Sorry, Lord, I just, there's been no naked men I've seen running around anywhere. And, and you know, hex on you, right? No, you don't get to make it to heaven. Uh, well, the, you know, that, that's not what he's talking about, amen? But we love, to, we love to make it legalistic because, see, then I could be better than you, amen? And, and it's really the whole goal of legalism and religion is to, is to Lord, I, I'm not like you, but I'm just better than the guy next to me. Uh, well, that's not, my measure is not you, amen? How righteous I am is not based on how righteous you are not. Uh, and so... So let, let's turn over to the book of Revelation and we'll see, uh, see a little bit here about the end of time then. Uh, this is for the goats, right? For the book of Revelation chapter 20. This is uh, for those that are on his left hand. And so we'll, we'll get a little more detail about what he says to them. Amen. So we saw, uh, we saw before that they were already goats before they stood before the Lord. Amen. Now uh, let's start here in verse 11. He said, and I saw a great white throne. Uh, in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Now, uh, are, we, are we dead? Are we, are we spiritually dead or spiritually alive? We're spiritually alive, right? So is he talking about us? Can't be talking. We're not the dead. We're the living. Amen? Uh, and so, so are they dead before he judges them or alive before he judges them? They're already dead, right? They're spiritually dead. Before, uh, before he talks to them. Uh, and so, again, that's just, that lines up with what we read in Matthew 25, that they're goats before they ever stand before him. Amen? So now, so now we can call them dead goats, right? That's what they are. They're all dead goats. Uh, and so, small and great. I love that, you know, because sometimes people think they're great. They get to make it to heaven because they're great. And the Lord, he will yawn at them, right? Lord, I, I was the king of the earth. Uh, you're, yeah. I was a billionaire, a multi-billionaire. Yawn, 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 right? I mean, there's, people think they're so important. You ever made people think they're so important because of their bank account? I know people in a church think they're more important than you because they have a bigger bank account than you do. Excuse me while I yawn, right? That's the most boring, so boring, right? People think they're so important. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, compared to the Lord Jesus, we're, we're dirt. We're made out of dirt. You're literally made out of dirt, right? You ever go on a dirt and dirt, dirt goes, oh, I'm so amazing. You don't even think of it. You'd walk on it, right? Uh, and so uh, he said, I, uh, 
I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Uh, and so uh, it, it appears that there's the book of life, which is your name's either in it or it's not in it. But there's other books to record the things that you did on this earth. Uh, and he said, and the, the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Well, that's exactly what Matthew 25 says, right? Did you, did you feed him when he was hungry? Did you clothe him when he was naked? Did you, did you visit him when he was in prison? That's their works, right? And he said they were judged according to the things that were done uh, according to their works. But it's not, you know, Matthew 25 is not all-encompassing, right? Because if people do other evil things to humanity, those are also in the book, amen? So it's not just the five things or whatever they were, uh, and the judge, that they were all the works that, that everybody has done are recorded in these books. Now, this is for the dead, right? For the lost. It's not for the living, right? For the church. This is for those outside the church. And it says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the dead and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. So, so you think about that. Uh, where, where is everybody who's died today that has not accepted the Lord Jesus? If they were alive, say, yesterday, and they died, and they never accepted Jesus, where are they right now? They're in hell, right? Spiritually, they're in hell. Amen? And Because that's what he says. He said, hell will deliver up the dead uh, which is in them. All the people in hell are going to leave hell and go stand before the glory of Jesus on the great white throne judgment in glory. You think about that. They, they've been in hell. You remember the, in Luke 16, the, the story with the rich man and Lazarus, and, and he says he lifted up his eyes being in torment. And he said, Father Abraham, let, let Lazarus dip his finger in water and, and, uh, and put it on my tongue just to get a little relief. And Abraham was like, no, sorry. So you think about it, they're, they're, right now they're in torment. They're not in a lake of fire, but there is torment in hell. And they're going to leave that torment for a, spirit, a period of time and go stand before perfection and glory uh, before the Lord Jesus. You know, that'll be the only time in history where there'll be no line cutting. Right? Nobody's going to cut line to get ahead of somebody else, right? Oh, you go ahead. No, 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 you please go ahead, right? Nobody's going to cut line, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, and I think about that a lot. I think about the, the tragedy of those that are in hell today. That they get to see glory. They get to see the glory of the Lord Jesus and what they missed. How much regret is that going to be for them? Uh, and uh, and those of us that will be there with Jesus, we'll see all of this, right? Uh, and, and how much anguish of heart will we see those that we love that didn't make it to heaven, right? It's going to be hard on us to see it, right? Uh, the Lord talks about there, there are tears in heaven. This is part of when the tears in heaven will occur when you see those that have gone before you that you love dearly. Uh, and, and they're in torment. They leave torment for a short period of time, stand before the Lord Jesus and get judged and then have to go back, right? And they actually are not going back to hell they're going back into the lake of fire. Uh, and so that's even worse, right? Uh, and so hell will deliver up the dead uh, which is in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Uh, now, again, the judgment here is the judgment of sentencing, not the judgment of whether or not you're guilty, right? So they were guilty because the sin, Jesus said in John 16, of sin because they believe not on me, that's already settled, right? Because they're in hell. That, that part's already settled. Now they're standing before the, the throne of judgment the great white throne judgment uh, for uh, determining their sentence. It says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So everybody that was outside of Lord Jesus gets cast into the lake of fire, right? The devil and his angels, and then also all, all the dead. So now they're in hell, but that's not the lake of fire. I don't know where the lake of fire is. It's, uh, I'm assuming it's in some other compartment of hell. 
but it's a different place, uh, and it's the eternal damnation and suffering that people will experience. Now, uh, how do you avoid that? Easiest thing in the world, just accept Jesus, right? Uh, do you have to be perfect? No. Do you have to be perfect even afterwards? No. Just accept the Lord Jesus, amen? Uh, and, and if you're smart, you'll start to read the, the owner's manual called the Bible, and you realize, I can have a great life if I just follow the Word of God, a wonderful life if I just follow the Word of God, amen? Uh, you don't have to just, because some people plan, well, I'm going to get saved and I'm live for the devil all my life, and then the last breath, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. Well, I'd have to question whether you ever really accepted Jesus to begin with. I don't know. I'm not your judge. But, uh, but nobody who really loves the Lord Jesus would make that deal, right? Now, only those who are trying to get a loophole. Well, Lord Jesus, I accepted you. Did you with, my, with your heart? Well, not really, Lord. I just said the words. The, the pastor said I just had to say the words. No, he said, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, right? So you have to believe in your heart. It's not just an outward words that are being said. Amen? Uh, and so, so, so this is the, the, the sentencing period, right? Uh, and, uh, and this will be tough. I mean, this will be hard. This will be hard on Jesus because he, he will love every one of them that, that hell gives up to be judged, and he has to send, send them right back into the lake of fire. He loves every one of them. He's not mad at them. He loves every single one of them because he died for every single one of them. And they chose not to accept the work of the Lord. Uh, and that's tough, amen? That's, that's gonna be t- it's going to be tough on us, amen? Uh, and uh, we're not going to be mad. We're gonna be, oh, you're going to get yours, you know? I mean, it might be somebody like that, but, but uh, surely we will have the compassion of the Lord even when we see that. And there's nothing we can do, right? Uh, who made the choice to accept Jesus or not? They did, right? Uh, and so not, it's not because of anything I did or didn't do. Uh, it was their choice, amen? Uh, and so they'll be put into the lake of fire. Uh, and so, so that, that's those that are, that are outside the church, right? Uh, and so uh, let's look at, uh, let's turn over to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, and we won't be able to get through all of the church today, but we'll get through part of the church today of what happens to us, amen? So Second Corinthians chapter 5. So uh, easiest way to avoid uh, that lake of fire, just accept Jesus, Right? Now, we don't preach it that way. You know, if you don't accept Jesus, we're going to the lake of fire. That's not the gospel. Amen. The gospel is God loves you. He desires to do good things for you. Amen. Now, we don't, we don't preach people uh, uh, to get them into, into heaven by fear. Amen. Uh, and so, but we do teach the church this because it's helpful for us to know these things. Uh, and so, here in, in um, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it's, let's start in verse 10. It says, uh, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, in Revelation 20, it was called the great white throne judgment, but in, uh, for the world, but for the church, he says, the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, now, and he said, we must all. So he's talking to the church, right? This is a book written to the church. So we, we, the church, must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. Now, if we were standing before the judgment seat of Christ, we're there because we're the church. So the determination of us being in the church or out of the church is already there because we're at the right throne, amen? If we're at the great white throne judgment, we've made the wrong choice. If we're at the judgment of Christ, we've already made the correct choice of accepting Jesus, so we're good. That part, we're good. We're getting into heaven, and so now he's, he's determining uh, uh, by looking at the things we've done, well, what rewards do you get? You know, did, you, did you do what I told you to do on the earth? Uh, and so uh, we'll see what he says here. He says, uh, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Well, now that sounds exactly like the, like the world, right? He's going to look at all the deeds done in their body and then determine uh, 
for how many bad things it did, whether you go into the lake of fire or into the really, really hot lake of fire, right? I mean, so, but in the church, it's the exact opposite. He looks at what you've done and whether they be good or bad, and then he will determine uh, what things, uh, what rewards you get, right? Uh, and so uh, let, let's, uh, let's turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We'll get some more details about this. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, let's start it here in verse uh, 15. He said, uh, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of which sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a ward. If any man, and if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. Uh, and so uh, Paul says a little bit in the second book to the Corinthians, but he says some other stuff in the, in the first book to the Corinthians, and he gives us some insight. The Lord's going to review all the works that we've done, and he's going to try them by fire. He's going to put a lighter to every one of them, and, and if it's, it's made out of straw, poof, it's gone, right? But if it's a work that's made out of gold, it, it'll survive the fire, right? Uh, and so, so, uh, so what does he say? He said, uh, every, uh, uh, if any man's work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a ward. So in verse 13, he says, what's going to happen? It shall be re- revealed by fire. So he's going to try all of our works. Basically, he's going to look at your work uh, as, as a member of the body of Christ. He's going to look at everything you've done, good and bad, right? Uh, and then he's going to have a little spreadsheet, right? Good things in this column, bad things in this column, amen? Uh, and then he's going to add it up at the end. And so if everything that you've done ends up in the bad column, it's all going to be burned up in, in, in what's in the, in the good column. Nothing, right? Uh, and so what did he say? He shall try every work that you've done by fire. Uh, and if your, man, if, you, if your work abides, which he had built on, he shall receive a reward. So the purpose of us going to the uh, uh, re, uh, judgment seat of Christ is to determine the rewards we get. For the world, it was determined the punishment they got, right? Because there, there are no good works for the, for the world, amen? They're all dead works because they were done outside the life of God. And, you know, some people, they're good works. No, they're not good works because uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 6 says, uh, he talks about dead works. Everything that the people outside the church does is dead works. There's no life of God in it. They may be helpful to humanity, but they're a dead work. God did not inspire that work, amen? He, he's not in that work because they're dead people, the spiritually dead people. Uh, and so all they can have is dead works that didn't harm people or dead works that didn't harm people. And if they did a lot of dead works that harm people, then they suffered uh, greater punishment than those who, who did less of those things. And again, we don't know the details of that, what that means, but that's what it implies. Now, for the church here, he does the exact same thing. He looks at all the works you've done, both good and bad. Does that make you nervous that he's going to look at all the works you've done? I mean, remember, he said he's going to judge every word, every idle word you said, right? So every work you've done includes everything you've ever said. Uh, uh, we should all pray and repent right now, right? Uh, we got a lot, we got a lot of repenting to do, amen? Uh, he's going to remember that thing you did on Tuesday, right? Uh, which Tuesday? He'll know which Tuesday, right? You remember that? What, what are you talking about, Lord? Uh, and so, uh, and uh, well, we, we, we can meddle a lot in that, right? Uh, and so, but he's going to look at everything you've done, both good and bad, right? Isn't that what he says? Both good and bad. And so, uh, and he'll try by fire, and if any man's work which abide thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Amen? So that's good, right? He's going to look at what you've done, and basically he's going to say, you know, I told you to do these things, let's see which of those things you actually did. 
Because he, he's going to judge you on being faithful to what he's asked you to do. Amen? Not were your works better than somebody else's works. He's not comparing you to somebody else. He's comparing you to his, uh, his will for your life. Did you do what I asked you to do? Right? Because remember earlier uh, in, in one of the other parables, he said, well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. So, so it's not based on what he did. It's based on were you faithful to do what I asked you to do? Right? Now, he tells you what to do in two different places. Number one, the word of God. Right? That's really easy. Walk in love. Okay, then, then, then I know to walk in love. He said to walk in love. Okay, then I need to walk in love. But then the Spirit of God will also tell you, I need you to do this. I need you to go talk to that person, help this guy over here, give this money to that person, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? And he's also going to say, did you do what I instructed you to do? That, and, and if you did, you get a reward. That's in the good column, right? If you had an unction to do something, help somebody, and you didn't do that, well, then that, that gets burned up because that work then was not, was not ever completed, amen? Or if you did, now, uh, some people in church, they get under so much pressure, they do a lot of things the Lord never told them to do. Well, Lord, I did all these things. I never told you to do that. You, you don't get a reward for things he didn't tell you to do, right? I mean, unless it's just simple things, uh, no doubt there's a lot of things that we can just do because the Word of God tells us to do that. But, uh, but uh, as far as your general life, is, life, life goes, he instructs all of us about what we should be doing. Amen? Um, that things that are not covered in the word of God. What job should you take? Well, pray about it and ask the Lord. Amen? What person should you marry? Well, pray about it and ask the Lord. He'll tell you what to do. Amen? That's not covered. It doesn't tell you which job to take, and there's no book, chapter, and verse for that, is there? But he knows. Amen? Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, uh, he shall receive a reward, but in verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. So what's he suffering loss of? Uh, of loss of the reward uh, of, of what you could have got if you'd done that work. Now, you think about this. You've got to just meditate on this for a while. You know, when Jesus completed the work of the cross, he was done. Right? Is he going to go back to the cross anymore and shed more and more blood? So, uh, and when, when did he call you to do the things that he's called you to do? Before the foundation of the world, right? So it's already set in stone what you should be doing in this earth. Amen? Uh, and, and so in that, he's already set in stone your rewards. He's already given you the rewards for the things that you're called to do already. Amen? They're, they got your name on it. So that's why there's a loss, because that reward's already there if you had completed that good work of the Lord that he asked you to do. Uh, and so you lose that reward. It's there, but now you don't get it, right? It's gone. It's not like, you know, you just... It was never there, and now you only now, now he looks at the good things. Okay, let's decide what he can, well, he did that. Let's let's give him you know let's give him a cherry pie for that one. Let's give him a you know chocolate cake for doing this one. Uh, he's not deciding the rewards at the moment. He, those rewards are already decided before the foundation of the world, and that's why you're suffering a loss, right? So he's already decided before he put a star in the sky that if you do this thing, chocolate cake for you, right? No, I don't. It's not really a chocolate cake, right? I don't know. I don't. We don't know where the rewards are. We do get something like crowns of life, right? There are some jewels that he talks about, but we don't know all the things, right? Robe of righteousness and certain clothes and, and a name. You know, we have some hints, but we don't really know what all the rewards are, but they got to be good. If they come from the Lord, are they good? Got to be good, right? It may be like, well, I don't want that, right? I mean, it, it's not going by Christmas time when you open a package, you go, wow, a velour running suit. Well, I've always wanted that, right? Uh, you know, a, 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 a velvet Elvis poster. You know, my heart's desire has now been met, right? Uh, and so, I mean, maybe you want, if you want a velour running suit, praise God, I don't care. I don't, that's, don't get me one, right? Uh, and so, uh, now I'm going to get, you know, you watch. Christmas time, they're going to be, you're going to have a purple running suit made out of velour, you know, 
under the tree at my house, right? <laughs> and so I don't want it. Uh, and so, so we don't know what they are, right? But they're going to be good, amen? Uh, and so, so but, but he said, you shall suffer loss. You, you will miss out on, on the reward that was, was he desired. Now look, is any of us going to get 100% what the Lord intended? I can guarantee it's going to probably be nobody. Probably no one will get 100%, right? Some people may get really close, right? Like my wife, she'll get really close. But like the, the, us normal human beings, right? Uh, you know, it's going to be, I mean, 80, 20. I don't know what the number is, right? Uh, I'm shooting for it as best I can, amen? Uh, that's my goal. I, I can't get it all. Because it's already too late. If you messed up yesterday, it's just too late, right? You can't get that reward back. You can't go back and do the thing you didn't do, right? Uh, in some cases, maybe you can. But, but uh, there are things you're going to lose, amen? It's just a reality of life, amen? But the, the end of that verse there is the part that is important because it, it, it really messes with a lot of bad doctrine. He said, uh, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be what? Saved, yet so is by fire. So there is going to be people that get to heaven when the Lord reviews all the works that they've done and he tries fire, and what, what are they going to end up with? A lump of coal. That's it. They will have nothing. But they will still make it into heaven. And, and, and that's the part right there. Now, is that what it says? Yet uh, they shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Amen? Uh, and so this whole concept of, well, you didn't do right, you know, to hell for you, right? Uh, like a fire for you, you know, uh, punishment for you. No. Now you're going to end up in heaven naked, right? And, and we do know that some of the things they do with the, with the, with the crowns is they worship the Lord with that. And it's like, hey, we're doing crown worship today. And you're like, man, I, I, I didn't make it, right? I mean, the thing that I was supposed to get the crown, I didn't do. You'd be like, hey, buddy, can I, you got a, can I have one of your crowns? And, you know, we'll probably help each other out. Here, here's a crown. No, I'm going to give you the big one. That's mine, right? But you can have a small one. I've got a bunch of them. Uh, you can have one of these. And let's go worship the Lord with them, right? There's going to be a lot of people in heaven with nothing. Now they're, but they're in heaven. So, I mean, that's, who cares, right? I mean, after that, who cares? I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm naked, but I'm in heaven, right? Uh, and so... And everything got burned up. Uh, but at least you're in heaven. Amen? So at least there's something. Now, now it's, it, they're going to be, di- you're going to be disappointed because you don't have the rewards? Sure, right? Because uh, I know we're going to get to worship the Lord with those rewards. Lord, because uh, what do you want to give the Lord when you see him in heaven? Everything you've got, right? Uh, and and you've got your little red wagon there. And some people are like, there, there's nothing. It's like, I got, I, I got my, I, there's nothing there, right? Uh, and so, but are they, are they in heaven? Is that what it says? Yet he himself shall be saved. Amen? So, so this, this doctrine about if you don't do right, you're going to miss heaven, it's just such bad doctrine. Amen? Now, uh, we should strive to, to maximize our rewards. Amen? Because we will be the most like the Lord. That should be our desire. Amen? Is, Lord, I want to be the most like you. I want to serve you the most. I want to do everything you want me to do. So I, I, I maximize re- my rewards so I can worship you with all that I have. Amen. I, what else do we do? I have no idea. There may be barters. There may be pawn shops in heaven. I don't know. But uh, for sure, we're going to worship the Lord with, with the rewards. Amen. Uh, and so uh, there will be some people who will end up with nothing. Uh, the most of the church will have something. Amen. Uh, the Lord's going to look at all the rewards, all, all the works that you did. And, you know, a lot of them will be fine. Amen. Uh, and so uh, uh, some people will end up with a lot of stuff. They, they will have... Uh, serve the Lord, uh, and I, I, I imagine, I suspect that the people that we see with the most rewards were the people that nobody's ever heard of. 
just quietly serving the Lord, doing what he's asked them to do best they can. Some people, the Lord says, I need you to pray a lot. And that's all they do is pray a lot, right? Nobody ever hears from them. They give nobody any trouble. They, they do what the Lord instructs them to do, and, and they end up with a, a boatload of rewards, amen? Uh, it won't be the, the uh, I mean, I, no doubt some of the famous people will have done well by the Lord, right? Sometimes people, you know, run down people that are famous. You know, they can serve the Lord too. And, and you know, they've got a lot, they've got a lot of responsibility, amen? So I'm not hard on people that are famous, but, uh, but they do have a lot of pressure on them, amen, to, to not follow the Lord closely, amen? Uh, and so, so do we, can we make it into heaven even if we don't do everything perfectly? Uh, I, I mean, it implies that if you do nothing the Lord asks you to do, you can still make it, amen? Because what did John 16 say? That, uh, that the only sin is not accepting the Lord Jesus, amen? So you accept the Lord Jesus and then just, you don't go to church, you don't pray, you don't read your Bible, you, know, but you, you sincerely accepted the Lord Jesus. I'm not your judge, amen? Well, they don't go to church enough. I'm not your judge, Amen? Uh, if, you, if you tell me with all sincerity that you accept the Lord Jesus, that's all I've got to know. Amen? Well, what are they going to get to heaven? They may get nothing when they get to heaven, but they'll be there. Yeah, yeah they themselves shall be saved. Amen? Uh, is that what it says? So, so, let's get, so let's follow the word. Amen? Now, is that a goal? I'm, my goal is make it to heaven naked, right? Uh, that, that should not be a goal. Amen? That should not be the primary goal of your life. I'm going to live like a devil all, all the day. Why, why is that your goal? That's a dumb goal, amen? Uh, and so, but there are people who just, you know, for whatever reason, just they don't, they don't uh, serve the Lord like they should, uh, but they'll still make it, amen? Uh, so let's follow the word. Let's, let's not have this weird doctrine about, well, we're going to, you know, if you did enough good things, you make it to heaven. If you go to church, you know, because you love Jesus, you get to go to heaven, but too bad for you if you don't, right? Uh, and so <clears throat> that's just foolishness, amen? Uh, let's, uh, and, and all of these things are consistent from Matthew 25 to the, to the epistles, to the book of Revelation says the exact same thing. Amen. No difference says the exact same thing. Every human being stands before a, a, a throne of judgment uh, and all the works that every human being has ever done will be judged by the Lord. Uh, and he'll talk about it, right? Even the ones that are uncomfortable to you, he's going to talk about it. Amen. So your goal is to minimize how uncomfortable you are when you stand before the Lord. Amen. You don't want you remember that thing you did last Tuesday? Lord, I don't want to talk about it. Well, we're going to talk about it. Uh, amen. Uh, and so let's, let's keep that to a minimum. Uh, so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So Father, we do thank you for the word. Father, we thank you for uh, the foundation of all that we believe comes from your word. We thank you for these things, Father. And Lord, we stand before you as children of the Most High God, thanking that, you, that your amazing grace has saved us, Father. We chose to accept the work that you did on the cross, and we, are, we have set our eternal destiny in heaven. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And Lord, uh, we choose to commit our hearts on this earth, Father, to follow your word, to follow your plan for our individual lives, Father. Because we know, according to your word, that the thoughts you have for us are, are, are good thoughts, Father, to have a good and expected end, to have a future and a hope, Father. Uh, and Lord, if we follow your plan and will for our individual lives, that future and hope of good things, Father, will come to pass. And so, Lord, we thank you for these things. And Father, we give you all the praise and the honor for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Uh, let's uh, get ready and receive uh, the seed this morning's tithes and offerings. And so right after we get done with this, we, we will um, have a church meal. And also today at 3 o'clock, we'll have uh, healing school, right? Healing school. Um, uh, how often is it the will of God to heal you? Every single time. Is there any exceptions? Nope, there's no exceptions when God's will is not to heal you. Amen? And so we'll, we'll be teaching uh, in that direction. Of course, we always teach in that direction every healing school. Amen? 
Uh, and so come ahead, Mr. Jared, receive the offering. And uh, uh, December the 16th at 6, 6 o'clock here, or December the 15th at 6 o'clock here at the church, we will be putting together the, the uh, Christmas bags uh, for the, the jail uh, folks there, uh, 240 of them. Uh, is that less than last year? Same number? Wow. Oh, they're at maximum capacity, yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's amazing, right? Uh, 240 people. Of course, uh, our jail here, because of the, the setup there, they have a lot of prisoners from other areas of the state, right? Uh, it's whatever the, the regulation is. Uh, the state pays them so much to house those prisoners there. So, um, And so that'll be on December the 15th, and then December the 17th we'll have our um, uh, uh, Christmas yeah, church Christmas party there. So, All right, praise God. Um, let's see, uh, Brother Tony, you want to say the blessing of the food and then we'll eat? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much today.